This episode is brought to you by FireLapse and FireLapse.com. Too often, drivers fail to extract the full performance potential out of their vehicle at the track because analyzing motorsports data takes time and can be difficult to understand. FireLapse is a fresh and intuitive tool to simplify motorsports data review to allow you to focus on reducing your personal best lap time. This year, SlipAngle and FireLapse have partnered together to help our audience go faster. Annual subscription signups using promo code SLIPANGLE or SLIPANGEL We'll get 15 months for the price of 12 and a free slip angle or track tune t-shirt. Head over to firelaps.com and start letting your data be your coach. For years, Slip Angle and Apex Pro have worked together to help make drivers faster. The all-new Apex Pro mobile app for iOS and Android is now available on the App Store and Google Play Store. Download the new app for free, create a user account to log as many laps as you'd like using your phone as the GPS source. Apex Pro is the app for timing your laps and logging your data at the track. With video recording and intuitive analysis features, plus the ability to easily share and compare data, Apex Pro is the best way to learn about your driving trackside. Apex Pro includes leaderboards so you can see where you stack up against other users, and Apex Pro lets you see other drivers on track in real time with the Crew View feature. Upload your data easily to FireLapse to compare with drivers using other data devices. Download for iOS and Android today by searching Apex Pro New. Hey, Abe. How's your Tuesday, man? Busy. Tuesday? Busy. Is it Tuesday? Yeah, it is Tuesday. I got home at 6. I made dinner for the family. I spent a little time with Sloan. I mowed the yard. I came downstairs. I recorded a podcast. We had the same exact day, except for I mowed the yard before I went to work. And yeah, but I made dinner for the family too. So, do you, uh, yeah. do you give them like marinara sauce on uh, bagels with cheese? Yeah, dude, that's pizza, right? No, it was uh, it was waffles and bacon uh, per the choice of the nine year old. So, mm, yeah, nice healthy dinner. So, Sloan likes uh, bacon now too. So. That's how you know that she's awesome. Um, we got uh, we have a we have a buddy who's been to a few grid lives uh, from SECA land on the show today. John Hunter, what's up, John? Not much. How are you guys doing? All this food talks making me hungry. I'm I'm just now getting to the six o'clock times. Uh, yeah, we're, out here on the west coast. Where are you based out of? Um, I am now based out of Seattle, Washington. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a small move from where I was. You know, just a small. Uh, uh, when you hung out with us at Heartland a couple of years ago, weren't you based out of somewhere near Heartland? Uh, Omaha, Nebraska, actually. Okay, yeah, that's what I so, thought, yeah. You know, it's it's a very similar area. Um, not much change in topography or cost of living. That's, but, a very not, uh, <laughs> that's a very not sarcastic remark. <laughs> right, no, uh, yeah, I moved out here uh, uh, last June, so, hmm. yeah. What, uh, what facilitated that move there? Um, well, I, uh, I kind of had, uh, my dad had moved, my dad had lived in the same area as me there in Omaha, uh, moved down to Texas to, uh, be close to my sister. And I, um, at that point didn't have much family, um, or obligations any longer to stay in Omaha. I thought to myself, you know, why do I live where the air hurts my face in the winter time? Um, and is super hot in the summer <laughs> and has no mountains or, or topography to speak of. And I have sports cars. So, yeah. um, I decided to go check out a few different areas around the country. Um, my first one, uh, being Seattle, Washington, because in a previous, uh, life, a previous job that I did, I'd been out here a couple of times and, uh, just kind of, kind of fell in love with the area and on my way out here, uh, had a friend that I've known from racing for a long time mentioned to me that she was uh, kind of interested in hanging out. And so we explored that and I've been here since I never oh. even made it to the next two destinations. <laughs> well, I know that Seattle is very well known for its very modest standard of living. What was that like? Oh God. Um, well, thankfully, once again, I, I've, I've uh, a girlfriend now um, that helps out with that situation. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the thing about cost of living increases um, when you're coming from Omaha, Nebraska, there is really nowhere you can go. Like that Mississippi be, might be, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it goes, might be it the only option. Yeah. <laughs> just goes up from there. So wild. Um, it is. It is wild. The cost of living out here, um, property values, that kind of thing, is yeah. gas prices. Good, good, good gracious! It's almost <laughs> double. It's insane. Uh, wow. But counterpoint, um, 
the Ridge Motorsport um, uh, Raceway, um, Pacific Raceways, uh, yeah. Mountains, uh, Puget Sound. Um, more people talk about the rain, but uh, I feel like I lopped off the top 20 degrees and the bottom 20 degrees of the entire year from Omaha. Uh, so it's yeah. just a nice, comfortable yeah. middle that I'm very, very, very happy with. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a good friend that lives on a on an island outside of Seattle. And, uh, yeah, it's freaking just kind of okay out there, like, all the time. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, like just kinda, it's like kind of okay all the time. Yeah. Um, so what's, uh, what's, your, uh, what's your job title? What do you all do? What would you say um, you do here? You know, people are still trying to figure that out. Uh, I think I think I got them going, on, but um, no, it's the I'm the SSA time trials um, program manager. So run the time trials program for SSA. Last year was um, time trials tour uh, manager, um, but this year I've taken on the whole program along with the tour. So, okay. Um, it seems like that program has really found its, uh, its audience too, which is awesome. Like it, it, uh, it started off pretty good and it seems like it's going pretty well. Is that, is that an accurate, uh, outside assessment from friends that have ran it and all that stuff or. I, I would say we've got, um, a core group of dedicated individuals that, that, that have hung out with us and continue to hang out with us. Yes. I think, um, I think we have a lot of people that haven't found us yet and, uh, um, that's kind of what we're hoping to continue to do is, is bring more people into the sport. Um, I like to think of our program being a really good launch point for those people who are really into time attack or time trials. You know, they follow the, the GTAs and the grid lives and like, Hey, we're going to get started. Um, yeah. Cause our classing structure kind of leans into that. You know, you can go from extremely mild. You can, you can take your, your Volkswagen uh, wagon, you know, out on track, we've got, we probably have a class for it, um, all the way up to you know unlimited one bills with like Kyle Carrick done it. Mm-hmm. You know? So uh, we'd like to facilitate it all. Um, you know, as we've talked before, I just want to grow the sport. I have a love for time attack. I have a love for driving on track, cars in general. I like to see awesome builds. I like to see awesome takes on builds. Um, so. That's yeah, what we're the, about. The, the the time trial time attack world is definitely it's the most diverse and unique as far as car prep goes, which is kind of like, like anywhere on road course stuff. I think it's the most diverse place you can find things. And it's, it, it definitely makes it interesting. I mean, you never see, you never see a hundred percent boring cars in a weekend. You, there's always a Dallas Reed or similar. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. You got everybody from Dallas Reed who's, who's home brewing it in his garage up to like, you know, Kyle and Jackie and those guys who are like, you know, putting dollars and cents into it. And, and, um, yeah, when Kyle brings his GTR back up, that thing's going to be insane. I'm uh, so the, looking forward to seeing that thing. The first time we saw Jackie Ding, uh, he pulled up to Autobahn in an S2000 that was kind of dented and like older and like, you know, daily driver spec. And he had two tires strapped to the top of his soft top. So like Jackie has, he's <laughs> ran the, he's ran the gamut of, uh, of, of car prep and, uh, and everything. So, yeah. So um, if you seen him at the beginning, I got to ask, cause you know, you watch his in car videos and you watch him on track and, and the kids sends it every single time. Was that the way he yeah. came in? Was that just his natural uh, it, go-to? It, it, he dialed it, it back. Was, he it he has worse. dialed it back <laughs> since then. I, uh, I think it's fair to say that in the last, I don't know, um, in the time that he's had the red Supra, I ha- I don't think that I've seen him be out of control with the car ever. No, it, no, it's, it's never out of control. It's just yeah. it's it's in control, but there's a level of sand that you know it's you know, always people that would be uncomfortable with. Yeah, it's just yeah. he has a, a lot of confidence in his ability, in his ability, and you can tell. There, there was there was a time when it was it was before he, it was when he was in S two thousand world, um, and it had been like three years of two or three years of uh, of Jackie driving with us, and uh, it got to the point where he went off deep and hard enough to where people were like, I don't want to drive around Jackie, um, and that was like a problem because like everybody liked Jackie. Uh, and so, so there was, I forget what, what event it was. And I was like, Jackie, you can never go off ever again. You're not yeah. allowed to go. You're not allowed to do it. Um, 
And like to his credit, I was like, you gotta do, you gotta get in Sims, you gotta, you gotta get into visualization. Like, look at look, look at these Ross Bentley videos. Like, yeah. I want you, I want you in our paddock, but you can't. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to go off anymore. And like, I don't know if he has. <laughs> I think he, right, no. I think he actually fixed it. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Yeah, because I've had a, I've had a couple come to Jesus moments uh, with a couple drivers in the same situation where you know they've had some offs, and it's it's really been awesome that when you when you take the time and go to talk to them and say, listen, you know. We love you, man, and we want you here, but yeah. we love you, and we'd want you to be safe, and the level of sin you're doing just isn't good for anybody. And yeah. to watch people respond, um, it's so awesome. It's awesome to see them say, yep, I got this, and, and step it back to the appropriate level. Yeah, so. it, it's like, it, it seems like if you really want to be there, um, you, self-preservation and car preser- preservation is maybe job number one, too. Because, <laughs> yep. like, buying a new car all the time is pretty tough for 99.99% of the people. So, and, and, I mean, yeah, Jackie was buying bumpers. He was buying, you know, all kinds of things. But uh, he never had a big one, except for when he had one big one with the Supra at M1 Concourse. But that wasn't a wasn't a good life event. But, um, yeah, the... Uh, the, wait, the, the wait. Full set, the it full wasn't. It wasn't a grid life event, but all the grid life people were there. Yeah, we were organizing it, but it wasn't one of ours. So it was one of them speed ring events that we were part of. Um, Man, I miss yeah. speed ring. Yeah. Speed ring was super fun, actually. It, uh, did you know that? I think Chris bought the name from uh, Motivicity. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so I think we have the name. So. Mm. I don't know. Those are fun events. The, the last, did we only stream the last one, 2019? Two, I think. No. I, I know we streamed 2019. That was actually a really fun, busy, crazy day. But. It was my second favorite event ever. That was, that was a pretty fun one. So. Anyway, so what's the, what's the car background for you, Jen? Where'd you come up through the car world Jeez. and how'd you, how'd you end up where you're at? Cause like doing it full time for a big sanctioning body is like, that's not the landing place for like somebody who's not deep in it. I think. Yeah, no, it's, 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 um, I'm going to have a really boring answer once I get to it, but I'll, I'll start off with just, I've always been a car guy, like the hot wheels, all that stuff. I've loved cars. I've known, I've loved cars far before I knew anything about racing. I did not come from a racing family. Um, I came from muscle car family and I was the weird oddball that, um, figured out this thing called Porsches and stuff existed and they went around corners fast. And I thought that was pretty freaking cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, I went, I went through all sorts of phases from hot rod to, to, uh, sports cars and, and all that kind of stuff growing up and what I loved. Um, and ironically, uh, my first performance car, not ironically, actually, this might touch your heart a little bit. Uh, the first car I had that was actually modified and stuff was an uh, first gen CRX SI eighty seven. <laughs> had a cam header, exhaust, you know, the yeah. hammer wheels because I mean I'm old. It was in the nineties, right? Um, yeah. But uh, the most like, dangerous of modern Ishandas. They're very, <laughs> they're very flimsy cars. <laughs> uh, yeah, I learned that after I had four four subs in it, and it, it made the car even more flimsy because um, <laughs> that's what you did back then. But mm-hmm. uh, no, um, you know, I, I fumbled my way through cars for a minute, um, and um, against against my uh, younger wishes, I uh, ended up with a Miata as my first mm-hmm. car that I did competition stuff with. I was got my first realist job while I was in college, and um, I was just I, w- I was looking for a car that was going to be fun. I could modify, um, handled well. And it was uh, the big thing for me was it had to handle well and it had to be fun. And so I was scouring the the car magazines. What am I going to get? I was saying an MR2, um, Integra GSR, you know, Eclipse maybe. It, everything I read was like, you have to drive a Miata, 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 Miata. And I was like, yeah. and I didn't like them. I didn't, I, I didn't necessarily like the way they looked um, or anything like that. And finally I, I was uh, on lunch break, drove by a dealership. They had one sitting there. I was like, you know, screw it. I'm gonna go take one for a drive. Um, and it left with me. So um, yeah, they they actually are pretty fun. What year would this have been? Oh shoot, that would have been uh, late '90s, probably '98. Okay. Um, so it was it was a first gen, um, and uh, yeah, it, from there I went down the rabbit hole. Uh, found autocross, got pretty heavy into that. Um. And, uh, yeah, autocross for several, several years, um, various different 
classes and cars, everything from that Miata to STIs to this. I got to, I got to drive this car, uh, one year, um, four year with, a good friend of mine, Ron Vermal. It's this E-Mod Camaro. That's like a three quarter size Camaro, all fiberglass body with a custom chassis that he built himself. Yeah. I know that. The motor offset. Yeah. I got to drive that thing, man. That's a cool car. The, the way I described it is that car didn't do anything below 1.5 G's. Good it grief. braked above it, it accelerated above it, and it cornered above it. Cornering was almost <laughs> two Gs. It was, and the thing was a pussycat. It was, it was so good up until nine tenths, mm-hmm. and and it was still good. It was just blending those those Gs together to get that perfect run was the challenge, and it was such a challenge. But it was such a rad car to drive. Um, made some good noises, but uh, yeah. Right. And so, uh, um, how, how do you get a job at SCCA? You'd be like. Uh, hey, I can help, and and they just needed the help at the time, or how does that work? Yeah, I, I heard a rumor that Howard Duncan, who ran the soil department, was thinking about retiring, um, and for some reason, I thought it'd be a good idea to do that job um, or to go after that job. And uh, um, just because I, I, my thing is, I like to see people having fun. I want to see people having a good time, um, and I wanted to help facilitate that. So. Um, I had gotten to know Hayward a bit, um, doing Evo schools, um, teaching with him there and then, uh, getting involved with the starting line program and finally got to this point where I was like, you know what, I'm ready to make a leap. And so they sports car, uh, SCA brought me on as an IC, um, to do some content creation and, and help with the starting line program. And then I did a side gig working for uh, Speedcast, who does all the, um, um, all the uh, production for uh, World Challenge GT and Ferrari uh, mm-hmm. GT. Um, yep. And started off driving their rig and doing craft stuff and worked my way up to doing camera and doing utility work and stuff like that. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. yeah, dude, it was so cool to to see the other side of racing, right? Because they called it a show, not a race. And it was just, it was fascinating to me because there there's guys who like cars, but they're not necessarily car people. They, they're really good at their stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but blending those two worlds together was really, really cool. And I think helpful in like how I think about events as well. So, I'll bet. yeah. um, yeah. It, and then, yeah, eventually it just got to the point where he was like, I think you'd be good with the time trials program. And here I am. Cool. Yeah. Seeing the backside of like, of an event is very different than being a participant. <laughs> yes. Um, it's, it's so different that until you've like, just worked an event and not driven it, you you almost like don't understand. Let, let like, me ask you a question: as someone <laughs> as, as someone who leads events, are you? Do you ever feel good about the event? An event? I mean, I mean, you do, but Never. do you ever feel like you Never. walk away going, "Yep, that was pretty good"? Well, like, yeah, I, I think always walk I, away going, "Man, we that just wasn't good at all." And everybody's like, "That wasn't great time," and I'm like, "The sausage <laughs> tastes great, man, but the house looks terrible." <laughs> <It's> yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I would say I would say we're probably and I don't, I don't want to speak for Abe here, but I would say we're probably pretty happy when the list of complaints is like and the complaints that we have is right. is less long than the list of compliments we got from the drivers. <laughs> like it's right, gotta yeah. be it's gotta be a little bit of an offset there. Yeah, but, and it's yeah. crazy. Like I talk to my team and most of my team are usually happy about this and we've got only got small list complaints, but I'm I'm the type to just like Man, until like, until the team is completely happy. And I, I guess I just, I can't rest type thing, you know? Yeah, I, I don't think there's ever a perfect event. I mean, we've came, I, we've definitely left events where we were on like a super big high. But then if Adam, you like, yeah, if you sit back and it's just like, there's definitely problems, but you can still be on that high. So. Right. No, no. Totally. My opinion, that. Adam, is uh, I think Lime Rock last year was as yeah. close to perfect as it gets. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say that was probably that and and literally maybe that speed ring event we were talking about. Um, and like very few like events that, that you're like, man, I'm really happy with that one. Maybe Midwest 2018 when we did brackets. Like, that was a pretty fun That was one. like I mean, all- like a shot of pure adrenaline for me and probably yeah. for you. 
Yeah. Although it, it was uh, it was very exhausting. We were very small staff, and that yeah. the very the very first time a bunch of drivers did our bracket battle time attack format, like a third of them complained about it until after they had done it because they were like, "This isn't what I wanted to do." And we're like, "It's fun. it's gonna be great. Don't worry." And we were right, but like right. there was enough complainers that. Uh, you know, and afterwards, most of them are like, yeah, you're right. That's pretty dope. But <laughs> right. uh, yeah. it's it's honestly kind of like the the track sprint stuff that we do, which we do mainly at TTN. We're going to we doing it a few events this year. We backed it off a little bit. Um, but the track sprint thing, most most people want to get the full laps in and do that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But it's funny, the reaction afterwards, like we had uh, when we were at Button Willow a couple years back, uh, we had one of the GTA guys join us for track sprints. And he's like, yeah. I didn't think this would be that awesome, but this was dope. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of cool. You know, you see the track in a little bit different way for some reason. It's yeah, like a hill climb yeah. without any hills. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, one, of, one of our favorite things that we – and we do this event off and on. We've done it a bunch of years. Is at Blackhawk Farms. You ever been there? No, I haven't been there. I want it's to. It's a really I, fun little track. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's short, and it's and we do standing start autocross. Uh, we call it what do we call, track battle sprints um okay and it's just use it it's like a it's literally like we just run it like a leaderboard competition with autocross timing yeah um for like an hour a day and it's hpd for the rest of the day we've we've had gltc there a couple times just no points fun runs right. fun event or no points fun races you know no not a season points event we try to we try to like just make it a super chill event we usually don't even use amb timing equipment we just do photo finishes and keep it chill. Um, uh, but the track sprints are like, like standing start all across uh, one lap of the track. And it's one of the most exhilarating ways to drive a car like that, that format rules. Yeah. It's, it's actually, amazing. it's actually really fun. Yeah. Um, but I, I know a lot of people when they're looking at our program at a distance and haven't done it, that kind of thing, it's usually kind of like, a, uh, I don't know about it, you know? Um, right. So um, hopefully new people coming into TTM this year, um, we'll get to experience it and, and see that it can be a pretty rad time. So. Yeah. What, what's the, uh, what's the current season looking like? Uh, like what have you guys done and what's, what's the plan for the rest of the year? Well, um, so we start off at Virginia international raceway, um, which let, let me tell you, Saturday was amazing. Um, we had a uh, driver motorsports there having a car show at the same time. Um, so we had some really cool import cars hanging out, and the day was great. And then Sunday came and uh, snowed, which oh, wasn't geez. as great <laughs> at all. Um, so it made it interesting. Um, uh, one of your guys, one of uh, your big drivers, uh, well, the Bens were there. Ben Thorndale. Oh, yeah. And, yep, and, I uh, saw the video. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Ben Thorne did pretty well <laughs> in the Civic, of course, in Max Four. Yeah, that car's um, fast. Pretty dialed. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, both of them are really good drivers, too. So, um, but yeah, the car's the car's amazing. Um, so, Virginia International Raceway, uh, you know, it's early in the season. It's the date we can get. And, you know, it's kind of a crapshoot. Um, but, you know, Saturday was awesome. Uh, Sunday was a little bit. Not as well, obviously, with the snow. Um, then we were at Thunder Hill with Matt. Actually, it's hilarious. I, we we were at Thunder Hill uh, doing an event with Matt when you guys were doing the podcast recording with him. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, he was supposed to hang out with me. Oh, no. He's like, oh, we're going to do a recording with Adam and the guy. I was like, I see how it is. But it worked Sorry. out because of his dog. Yeah. You know, and, but, and his wife being gone and the dog not being well and stuff like yeah. that. So, was, and he actually was a little under the weather too. So, oh, that's right. He, he had a dog that pooped all over his house. I remember yeah, that. That was bad. <laughs> I forgot about but, that. Yeah, yeah. I, he was a super fun guest. It was always yeah. it's always good to chat with Matt. He's the best dude. Yeah, Matt's so good. I, I'm yeah. I'm happy for him. Um, and I love Zach at NCM, but I'm I'm I am sad he he left NCM because he's he's he and Zach are both really easy to work with. But Matt's just a good dude. He's fun. Um, so, and then we were just at NCM speaking of which, um, Mm -hmm. for what I I will call our spring national type thing, um, kind of a warm up. um, had a good event there once again until Sunday when lightning showed up. Um, so we had to cut the day short at lightning from like 1230 through the rest of the day. It was like, we're done. Um, just the whole day of lightning strikes yeah. in the area. And that's the thing is we saw it coming in. So, you know, we kind of pivoted how we do our scoring. Cause you know, in versus how I believe how you guys do with the, you know, your single best lap over the, over the weekend stands where we do, you know, kind of a cumulative, you know, two best laps out of this session, two best laps out of this session, that kind of thing. We just, 
We knocked mm-hmm. it down and uh, just used the morning sessions on Sunday and then the afternoon sessions on Saturday, put those two together for times. But right. um, so it worked out. Uh, we didn't get all the track time we wanted, but people seemed really happy with what they got because they got a lot of track space. We had, I think, almost 90 cars there. So it wasn't too bad. Um, I had a good time, full paddock though, because we had a a track night in America there. We had time trials there. And then we had uh, this concept we're trying out called fun runs. Um, It's basically, it's autocross without classing, without any, uh, it's basically timer and cones. It's it's Friday night at the drafts. You show up, you pay your money and you just run until you bring the car down. That's cool. And have a good time. Yeah, it's pretty rad. Um, So we're trying that out this year to see how it goes. Um, we're going to, we've got it a couple different areas. We're trying it at and then, um, try to release it to the, the general wild uh, next okay. year. But the big one we have, um, coming up July 15th, 16th, Ozarks. Oh yeah. Have, have you driven that place? I haven't driven it. I was, I went there and did a track inspection, uh, with Eric and Deanna from the uh, road racing side and checked yeah, it out. And did that a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, uh, it was, yeah, the year before last. Um, yeah, I, we were at Heartland and both of them came to Heartland and I, I was chatting with them. It was right. It was like the week after you guys were there. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Do that track. Uh, I'll put it this way. When I got there, um, as a driver, I was, I was looking at my chops, man. It just, it looks like such an epic track to drive. Um, I'm, I, I'm referring to it like the Nürburgring of North America, just cause mm-hmm. it's like the elevation just what 1200 feet of elevation over the course of a lap. I think the biggest elevation gain and or loss is 100, 150 feet. 150 in one turn? Yeah. Well, in, in one yeah, straight. Because you yeah. go, yeah, you go through this, this uh, valley thing like four times. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's, uh, and it's four miles. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big track. Yeah, but, um, big place. Yeah. yeah um, so I'm trying to get the word out for that one. Um, cause it's going to be a really, really good time. Um, so 15th, 16th Ozarks next weekend, we're at Gingerman, um, okay. following you guys, uh, the August we're pit race, um, doing the all things SCCA thing where it's basically if there's a, if there's something the SCCA holds, it's happening that weekend at pit race. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's got autocross going on. It's got track night. It's got time trials. It's got a race school. It's got road racing. It's got a world rally. Like wow. you're going to, if you want to do something with SCCA, it's there. Um, and then October 12th through 15th, that's TTN at NCM. We mm-hmm. moved, uh, the national event back to the fall, um, yep. which I yep. am stoked for. Um, um, and then to fall, uh, to round it up, uh, we're doing road Atlanta at the end of the year, November 4th and 5th, like, like we normally do. Oh yeah. Um, With the arc. Uh, yep. Yep. So, but TTN being in October, um, I, I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of records come down. Yeah, just because yeah, it's going to be a lot cooler. Um, it's going to be a lot, lot more speed, I think, going on. So, then yeah, the, co- uh, the people, every the the people that I know are coming in, there's going to be there's going to be some some fast cars. It'll be pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good season. That's a big season. So, John, I'm not super familiar with your rules, so I'll ask some questions selfishly because they pertain to me. Um, oh, rules questions. I am. <laughs> Strap uh, in, Dave. <laughs> I, I got the website uh, pulled up. I'll look it up real quick. Uh, thanks. No, I am. Um, I'm buying a Tesla Model Three Performance. Uh, um, how does uh, how does the time trials program deal with electric cars? Where do they tend to slot in in terms of performance? And as as a person connected to the rules, how do you how do you make sure that some amount of parity exists between the gas cars and the electric ones? That's such a deep and good question. Um, and by the way, Abe's not buying his Volvo that we talked about on the show many times because <laughs> he, he couldn't get an allotment, so he's buying a Tesla. Um, so we have a car classic committee, and we try to hold off classing a car. Um, we'll class it, but like, um, and I, I'm, I'm going to get to the electric side of this in a second, but I kind of want to go over the philosophy a little bit. Um, so like when the 22 BRZ came out, you know, heard rave, rave reviews, heard really good things about it. Um, had an idea of where we thought it might go and we wanted to get a class because we knew the car's going to be popular. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so we wanted a place for it to play. So we put it class or so higher in each in both sport and tuner to kind of be on the safe side. Um, and what we found is didn't matter. It, it nailed it right out the gate. Uh, so we're going to leave it there for now. 
um, as things, you know, kind of develop and might get moved around. Um, we kind of lock, we'll move cars around, um, occasionally if we see that the performance isn't matching where it should be. Um, but we try to be really careful with that. We got to a point where, you know, we've got a pretty good idea where the car should be. We actually did a huge sport class reshuffling this last year. Um, so now we feel really comfortable about where the cars are and we can make minor adjustments, um, you know, in between years. Um, but, um, when it comes to the classing, we, we try to be careful about what kind of data we bring in and my car classing committee, I don't throw the names out, but we have, um, uh, a, a person does road racing. Um, you guys are in, uh, intimately knowledgeable about, um, he runs with you guys. Uh, we have someone in the, uh, um, magazine world. So they do a lot of testing of these cars. Um, and then we have, um, a couple different competitors, um, that, um, either have performance parts, um, companies or just are really into this kind of thing and have a, have a, a data background. So, we've got a really good group of uh, people helping class the cars in, in the right spots. So, um, the, the Teslas run with the, with the ICE cars, um, with internal combustion cars. Um, we just try to make sure we slot them into the right spot. Um, so yep. the performance three, if I remember correctly, is like, um, sport tune, tone, uh, tuner to car, if I remember correctly. Um, so, we are running them all together, just one big happy family. And things be, things have been going really well so far. If they start to, yeah. if they get a fresh download and all of a sudden things go haywire and they're crushing everybody, then we'll, we will we will readjust. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we've seen pretty solid parity with our street class and time attack. Um, and uh, I mean, we're talking like down to the thousandth at several of tracks. Yeah. So. They, uh, yeah, if you balance tires and get a rough idea on forward thrust, which, yeah, we've got a pretty decent idea how fast they are. And what we haven't they're, they're seen like, are any of the higher, um, like higher trim, higher, um, spec electric cars. Like, I don't think that we've had a, a any version of the Taycan run with us. Uh, if right. they, if they nope. did, uh, it would it would be tough to, to predict exactly how fast they would be. Well, and that's that's the thing. That's the beauty of what we're doing is um, we have to cross the car, right? Uh, so, Taycan literally goes. It would go straight to like max and probably max one, if not yeah. above. You know, it's we don't have to class in sport tuner. If we and in fact we have kind of a, a, a performance threshold for sport um, for sport one, and if we think the car exceeds that. It might be able to play in tuner, but if we think it exceeds both of those, it goes straight to maxes. Uh, when John John Krolowitz put together the uh, the rules package, he kind of came up with um, you know uh, uh, maxes for the dream car, whether you bought it or built it. And so, some cars like a Taycan is a dream car, and it's the one you bought, so it goes to max, just because it's it's there's <laughs> you know sport only goes so fast for us. But. Yeah. Yeah, the electric stuff is strange because, like, we've seen plaids run, Tesla uh, plaids run on road courses, and, like, they're really fast for the first two-thirds of the track. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, but but then they're just really big, like, mostly fast cars. <laughs> so right. They're, they're, all very, they're all very different. And we've got a new one, a new car coming that uh, I don't think I've talked with you about much, Abe, uh, mainly for more exhibition it would basically be a track mod car but it's a scalar performance out of canada who like retrofits a new 86 um with this crazy proprietary longer life battery like it's designed to do wheel-to-wheel stuff it's a full wheel-to-wheel race car um and uh, i just had a long call with him we've had a couple of calls with them about safety things yeah and talked with the tracks about the safety things and battery disconnects and you know the well, fire I, system around the battery and all that jazz so, adam and yeah. i uh, and i suppose you too john are at events regularly where um, either the track has some uh, challenge with managing sound or you know they just can't run at certain days uh, or at certain times yeah. And you, you kind of have to look at the, in my opinion, you look at the writing on the wall and you say, well, you know, if you take an engineering view on what the problem is, uh, arguably the solution is just make the cars not make noise. <laughs> That's yeah, one it's, way. It's mostly not tire noise. <laughs> the neighbors aren't complaining about tire squeal. 
it's crazy how much louder the tire squeal gets when you have no engine noise. And you know, like (laughs) personally, um, (laughs) if you're, if you're like in the paddock all the time, um, you know, hearing, hearing the sound of a cool car every once in a while is great. Um, but if you're in the, if you're in the hot pits for like 12 hours, when a car, when a car leaves the pits at full throttle and like scoots away and it makes zero noise, it's pretty, it's pretty novel and cool in my opinion. Yeah, it's it yeah. agreed. And it's it's one of those things where I, I mean, I love the sound of a like, okay, so my favorite engine sound is a straight six. Obviously, two of my cars have them. I love the way they sound and full throttle just it's a glorious sound, but at the same time, yeah, like I've driven what are, what are your two cars? Uh well two of the, the, the two that I have that have straight sixes, I have a E thirty BMW mm-hmm. nineteen ninety three twenty five, and then I have a seventy two Datsun two forty Z. Well, both good, both good choices. Thank you, sir. Yeah, um, yeah the, the Z I'm looking forward to um, having having up and running soon. Is uh, Triple Weber's getting put on it and getting everything nice. cleaned up? And yeah, it's the, the idea is to be track capable, so I can take on track a couple times. Um, but I'm I'm going to keep it as on the street as much as I can, just just because it's a hard car to replace at this point in time. But yeah, um, but anyways, no the. Uh, I've, I've had the opportunity the luck to drive a couple of the performance threes and it's, there is something just, it's really crazy to the thrust you get. And there's just no sound with it other than the tires and the, you know, uh, the wine. Um, it's really crazy. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah. They're pretty neat. And I, yeah. I what I would say yeah, is, uh, you know, those cars, if you drive, uh, if you drive around or engineer around some of their deficiencies that come from the weight, Cars can be really, really, really fast. Like, oh, yeah. uh, I, I, I would say it's track dependent, but um, right now the battle uh, in our street class between um, like the top two contenders is a modified Subaru WRX, like really, really well-built car and a Tesla Model 3 that up until last year was someone's daily driver. <laughs> right yeah it's, it's got all it's got like all the bolt-ons and mods and stuff that you can do to make it turn and stop well but it's a pretty pretty stock model three like yeah pretty yeah. easy to live with he's got like a it's got like a good seat in it now <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah it's it's cool because obviously coming out to california we've been to buttonville a couple times and um we've had uh quite a few of the teslas because i mean they're everywhere out here um, super popular out there. Yeah. yeah. And a, a couple of them pretty, pretty well modified. Well, I, I'm pretty positive. We'll have one of those trucks too. Cause one of the guys that runs with us also does motocrossing with has a performance tree now. Um, so I'm sure we'll see him there, but yeah, his is, his is modified, but like you said, it's still completely streetable, but the car's insane. How well it drives. I've got to autocross one time. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It, what it does at the weight that it is, is impressive. Massively impressive. Yeah. Yep. That wasn't might not be able to do it for like <laughs> might not be able to do it for like six hours straight, but well, right. it does does it well for like ten minutes. <laughs> and and that's the beauty of time trials. That's all you gotta do. Yeah. Get yeah, it's, good it's kind of the the perfect platform, in my opinion, for doing that one lap wonder sort of racing, right? It's uh you get more if if you can keep the batteries cool, you can get more than you would get under most circumstances out of an internal combustion engine. And like why, why not? You just put it back on the charger and you wait till the next session. Yeah. The, yeah they're pre- pretty interesting. The big pretty, thing pretty, pretty well that, built. And it, yeah. it's that S word, that safety thing. That's the thing we got to continue working, oh, yeah. figuring out. Yeah. Every, we've got, we've got every, a, every track's got a different fear too. Yep. Yep. So I did read that. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe this is the, the numbers would be skewed if uh, you know, if you take incidents on a racetrack, but, uh, it is at least in the United States, I believe I saw some numbers yesterday that indicate that a, an electric car is 20 times less likely to burn in a fire than Mm -hmm. a combustion engine car. Um, they're more newsworthy when they burn down, um, because it's, well, the, the failure is maybe more significant, but, um, car fires happen all the time. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, you're exactly right. Cause, um, we've got a, uh, evac committee, electric vehicle, uh, committee that is looking into these kind of things and safety and seeing, you know, how do we approach this, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, 
know, JK is heavily involved with that, and I'm, I've been involved with that. One of my things that I was tested with, and I did some research on it, is exactly that. You know, what is what are the statistics around this? And you're exactly right. It's it's they they hardly ever catch on fire, especially when they're driving. The majority of the fires that do happen with the electric cars have happened when they're plugged in. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, that's part of the. Uh, it does seem like every track is, you know, they're either scared of it or they they welcome it so much and they want to be an advocate for it. So like, there's it seems like there's kind of a fifty fifty mix of the tracks that we go to where, you know, like they 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 don't allow them and we were like, well, they're part of our series, so like, all right, we we're going to create a special waiver. Yeah. <laughs> or, or it's like, okay, how do we can you know one track manager is like, okay, give me a bunch, give me all the info you got and connect me with all your all your EV people so I have the ammo to go against, you know, against this when I go to you know to the meetings with the other racetracks at PRI and all that stuff. So right, it's uh, it's kind of a it's a there's definitely a huge it's it's the thing that I see that is the biggest difference uh like in opinion uh, from one side to the other in like racetrack world right now even it's it's becoming a hot button even this weekend right we had two hours of dead time in the track on sunday to uh you know be courteous to you know the the church church and the township and it's like well can't everybody be happy like is there a way for everyone to win And if you had an EV yeah, run like, during that period, then maybe maybe it's not dead track time anymore. Yeah, yeah. Model 3 Challenge gets two straight hours, right? So. <laughs> oh, God, the pit, lap, yeah. the, the pit stops will be forever. Yeah, it'll, it'll be like the first 10 minutes and then really boring again. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So. But yeah, it's inter- inter- interesting that uh, that it's so different from track to track. But um, as far as uh, running the the time trials program, uh, what do you see in the future? Like, is there any big any big changes, or or do you do you guys feel really good about where you're at, or what's the current state of the yeah. state of the TT Nats program? I feel pretty good. You know, the, the big thing is trying to grow the regions, trying to grow um, you know, the the. So the national tour exists, and then we have regions that have time trials. I'm trying to get the regions set up for success themselves because that obviously um, will help feed everybody um, up. So trying to grow that, um, and then just you know, how do we come at it? Um, How do how do we get people um, to see time trials or track track attack and and want to come out and do it? You know, how do you get the the kid that does street racing to come out and check this out, um, or the, yep. the hang out the, the, the you know the local parking lot. It's um, come because you know it's. I think a lot of it is there's this you know I know when I was that age, um, and I think you guys talked about this uh, possibly with Busby that you know a for a while there the only way to get on track was to you know drive a race have a race car competition license and that kind of thing and and obviously HPD and everything's blown up. Um, so you can, but I think there's still this, there's this, uh, we need to demystify the whole, like you can go do time trials. You know, I think people know that you can do HPD, but you can do time trials. The other thing I want to, I'm, I actually did a quick article that we have on our website about why would you want to do a time trial over a track day? Um, cause at this point you get a track day and who doesn't have a timing device in the car, whether it's a Garmin or, or whatever. Um, they're out trying to get their personal best. Um, and I'm like, if you're to that point, man, come to a time trial, come to a ta- time attack where, you know, we manage the traffic for you. You don't have to fight against traffic. Everybody's, you know, released by fastest to slowest. Um, and everybody there for the same reason. You know, they're all looking to try to get their best time, you know, and everybody's mm-hmm. rowing the same direction. Man, it makes it so much easier. Um, and everybody yeah, pe- has a people time. do. People see that like, you know, competition. Oh, it's got to be so much more dangerous. But like in the average time attack and time trial, you probably pass a lot less cars than your yeah. average intermediate run group. You know? Right. My um, goal, my goal, yeah, you might be doing, pushing a little harder. Yeah, yeah. My goal when we're doing groups is to try to get that Delta between the, the fastest car in the group and the slowest car in the group as small as possible. It's, I want to, yeah, I want to facilitate, yeah. you know, as little passing as I can. Um, obviously there's going to be some, someone makes a mistake, that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, cool downs versus you know tire yeah. choice and all that stuff, but still, but, yeah, very minimal. Exactly, and when when everybody's trying to get the same thing done, you know, it just it makes it easier. Everybody has a better day, um, so 
it's it's the other thing I'm I'm yeah. kind of trying to push out there is you know I talked to so many people. I mean, you see the the videos on YouTube. It's like, oh, I got my personal best at this track day. It's like, come on out, man. You know, it's it's. I like to look at it as um, you know, time attack is is an interesting thing because there's so many ways you can compete. It's it's like golf, right? You know, you've got your 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 pros, your club pros, and your amateurs, and and um, you got people who just want to get their personal best, um, and they want want that facilitate. And that's awesome. And then you have um, the people who want to, you know, they want a podium, right? They want to get first or second or third, and that's cool. And then you have people knock on records, trying to knock down the records. Um, so that's, we started, we put up a, um, a spot on the website where we have records and personal bests. Uh, so if anybody's ever competed with us, you can hit that button, you can put in your name, you can see what your personal best is, you can track you're into. And if you want to know what, who is the fastest one in tuner, uh, tuner one at NCM, you can put that in and find out what the lap time is and you can go, so you can go, Oh, wow, that's pretty quick. Or you can go, man, I can beat that. And you can come beat it, come beat it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it almost seems like, uh, uh, in, you remember, I read a lot about like Bonneville land speed racing when I was a kid. And then if people would look through, they would like literally not have a car and look through the record books and be like, all right, I got to build a one liter, uh, this and that, uh, and it's gotta be powered by nitromethane cause that record's beatable. <laughs> so, <laughs> and see, that's, yeah. the, that's the one, that's the thing I want to do with yeah. the sport is like, I love that idea. I love the guy, the person who wants to beat, build the car to beat the thing. And I also love the people yeah. who just like, I love this car and I want to yeah. go do yeah. this time in this car. And that's, that's the other thing. It really does have about. a place for everybody. Right. And it's, it's, yeah. that's what I'm trying to do with the records and stuff is like, I'm hoping we can start, I'm working with Randall who helps us with the, the timing scoring thing. And we want to get to the point where like, if you want to find out what, you know, say it's an NC Miata and tuner four, you know, it's, it's, it's running with E36 M3s and S2000 and ND Miata is probably not going to podium if all those cars are there. Right. But you can look up to see if you're the fastest NC Miata at NCM. You still have the record. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, it's so, it's a know, little bit like that uh, NAS 2000 record on 200 treadwear tires. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like every racetrack, <laughs> every racetrack has the NAS two thousand record and two hundred treadway tires. It's ridiculous. My goal is to kind of make the website a place where people can go look. Like, okay, I have this type of car. I want to go see. Oh, yep, that kind of car ran at this track with time trials. Yep, this is the time they ran. Cool. I mean, that's a great. That's a great yeah. idea, actually. I love so that I'm, idea. I'm trying to make it like the de facto go to place, and it's not going to be overnight, right? But it's that's that's kind of my. So it's like. If you want to set a record, come run with us. And it's official. It's on the page, you know, it's yeah. searchable. But yeah, being able to compare like, oh man, there's another guy with a Dodge Neon that ran Button Willow. <laughs> man, now I got, a, now I got, you know, I've got a, a, a benchmark. Like that's actually a brilliant way to entice, entice people out too. So yeah, because that's the um, thing is like, um, I, I just want people to come play with the car they love. Because I'm, I'm a, I'm a car guy at heart. That's first and foremost. I love cars. And the competition, I'm super competitive, and the only way I can mesh them, I can't have a car I don't love. It just doesn't work for me. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. I, my yeah. rule is, if I walk away from it, I don't look back. It doesn't exist in my world anymore. Yeah, it's a good. We, we've we've mentioned that before many times. Like, if it's hard to turn the lights off in the garage, it's a good car. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, the where do people find out about uh, SCCA TT and all that stuff? Uh, what uh, what's the best place to send people to? Uh, the easy button is timetrials.scca.com. Got the website there. Um, you got everything from you know classic rules, the records and best I talked about, resources. Um, like if um, you know you become a member and you want to get a license, um, you can apply for your license. Let us know your experience, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's all it's based on. I mean, you show up and say, "Hey, I've run with Grid Life," and then open pass the entire time. Well, yeah, you're obviously advanced driver, advanced TT, good. Um, so yeah, everything you need to know there from classing rules to what the calendar looks like. And, and the cool thing is you go to find events and you've got the national time trial schedule. Um, and then you can search for event and it's going to have all the regions events pop up. Yeah. Um, so if, you know, um, you know, you, you do one of the great life events, you know, that comes through and you want to do more time trial type stuff, you know, Say CMP. Well, we've got a really, really active SCCA region there that run time trials a lot. Yeah, what a CMP. great track, also for that Isn't stuff. Yeah. No, yeah, and they're awesome to work with too. Yeah. Um, so, 
Yeah. The, uh, how, how have uh, the regions taken to like the, the rebirth of time trials in STCA? Cause it kind of dwindled down to like a few regions doing their own like little bespoke rule sets until you guys really kind of kicked the national program off again. Yeah. And you, you still have regions doing um, some unique rule sets and, and I'm not shy about telling them that's, that's okay. You know, yeah. we love yep. for them to use the national rules as a base, um, and, but we had, we saw some that use, um, completely different rule sets and that's completely fine, but, um, we've seen a huge growth um, Good. in Good. time trials. Yeah. It's, it's, um, continued growth. Um, obviously there's been some the years, the last few years where it's got a little tumultuous, uh, a little rocky, but, um, it's never really gone off again. It's, it's either stayed steady or grown again. Um, yep. so that's that's the cool thing, and we're getting. In fact, I actually had a region reach out to me uh, today that I need to get back to a uh, region leader that wants to get time trial started in Oklahoma, which you know, obviously, how it's there, they got a great track. Um, mm-hmm. And then I try to get the regions working together, um, like uh, the India region and the Kentucky region came together to help at NCM. They'll be up at Gingerman as well. Cool. Um, so try to get the regions together. You know, more cars on track is more fun. It's yeah, for sure. Fuller paddocks, better times. So always. Yep. That's so, right. I love yeah. it. It's super cool. Speaking of which, well, I had a great time at your guys' event at Harlan. That, that, uh, that place and, uh, is great. What you, a great I, track. Yeah. You love that place. That was, uh, yeah. I, I agree. It is facilities and it, it are on point, and then the, the track itself is actually pretty pretty darn good, too. And, and just yesterday, just yesterday, it comes out in the news that they're like fighting, that. they're fighting about ask. property taxes with the government. <laughs> like, like, come on. I've, 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 heard, I've heard stories that that place, in all of its ownerships, like in all the histories, ha, has had issues with the with the government and several of them have been tax related or something but um that's all you know i don't know any details on any of it but i hope they get it resolved because that place is it's kind of a i mean it's a freaking gem we had we had our championship there last year we had uh we had our first event there a couple years ago um the one that you uh you assisted at because it's like man do i know anybody around this area (laughs) (laughs) and we were all getting tired at the end of the year like i need to find some people and i think i think scott giles was like john hunter lives over there somewhere (laughs) yeah i love scott i'm yeah i miss him i haven't seen him for a minute but yeah i've coached with him many times yeah that's a that's that's a a good good that's a good track though that's a really good track for all around everything i think i think it's one of the more balanced tracks as far as like you know any miata versus 2000 horsepower corvette yeah like it brings it brings out a strong point in kind of any car you have agreed yeah it's a fun track it's a cool place And nice facility too. Abe loves the timing tower. His his kid just runs around, and it's the biggest timing tower of all time. I also <laughs> really really like the uh, the tech shed. Yeah, yeah, the best tech too. Built in scales and everything. Look at two hundred foot long tech shed. That's uh, big, huge garage door, and the scales are forty feet long because they do top field drag racer things. Like, yep, it's the best. I I, I love a I love a built in scale, especially right. when it's that big. But. Yeah, yeah, good place, good freaking place, and inherently like pretty safe, but also like kind of scary. You know, it's yeah, like you a guys, good, yeah, it's just it's a good mix. mix. Yeah, you guys ran fast eight. Um, yep, where we I've run slow eight as well. Um, fast eight is it's it's fun, but it's a yeah. it's it's a send moment. Like you got to trust to stick on the I, other I, side. <laughs> I, I don't know if we've did, have we ever wrecked anybody coming out of eight. I'm not even sure. I don't recall. I, I know, like, the only big wreck we had there was Robert Thorne's old Miata when, like, the caliper came off. Yeah. I forget where he hit, but he hit but, the wall somewhere. Yeah, it's, I mean, uh, you're going to go in the grass, but if, I mean, you strain it out, it, there's runoff room. Yeah, it's yeah just I think, it's, it's I think it was over there. Yeah, I think it was over there somewhere. But Sorry, I've got, a, uh, the wall, I've got so. a non sequitur here that I have to share with both of you guys. Um, mm-hmm. Here we are recording the, the Slip Angle podcast. And I'm scrolling through Facebook and Ross Bentley on the Speed Secrets uh, Facebook page, uh, a, a reader asks Ross, what is slip angle and how do I use it to drive faster? Let's talk <laughs> slip angle on this week's podcast or on this week's uh, post. And there's like several comments on the Facebook page that says slip angle is a podcast and it's, it's pronounced slip angel. <laughs> we we did just record with ross on uh saturday too <laughs> so, that's, yeah, awesome. that's funny that's funny ross is a good dude. i want to hear that so. one yeah ross uh, yeah 
Yeah, he, uh, Garmin, uh, Garmin sent him out to our event last weekend and, uh, yeah, it's always, always good to just get to be at a racetrack with Russ Bentley. So yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, what a, what a wealth of knowledge and, and the Garmin dudes were pretty cool about throwing data units and cars and all that stuff. They, they bring loaners and the, and they don't even like make a push for it. They're like, we, we won't make a big, big push to sell. You know, we just want to, you know, show it to the community and Ross puts on a great classroom and, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty rad. So. Yep. Uh, on. Good, good dude. But Slip Angel, Slip Angel actually is a podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, well, I uh, I got a bounce pretty quick uh, because my wife just got home, and I think my kid is yelling for someone. So. And it's um, Tuesday, and I have yet to release a podcast episode, so I have to do that now. Babe, Abe is dying. Oh. Uh, we're we're still recovering from sleep. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Literally yeah. drowning in work. It's been it's been a long it's been a long couple months. Like you guys got a lot of vets going on. Yeah, and like we both had day jobs too. So that's, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days we will maybe we won't have day jobs, but I don't see it happening. <laughs> and then we started a company that does a podcast, so that's dumb. That well, you know, because with all the free time, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, just that free time, just all the yes. jobs. <laughs> um, well, I, yeah, uh, SCCA uh, website. Uh, what was the TT website again? Yeah, timetrials.scca.com. Yeah, go find a go find another place to play. I mean, Some we can't Ozarks, be man. Yeah, it's, we can't be everywhere. They have a little bit more ability to be everywhere. It's it's another one of our. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just, yeah, I'm telling your people. It's it's you know, July 16th, It's going to be an epic time. Um, yeah, yeah. So. Well, Is that the, that's the weekend after a Honda meet event. I wonder if my wife would want to go on another vacation. I'd like to drive that truck someday. Yeah, it's going to be so good. Yeah, the Where's owner the found us at uh, our Honda meet event is our original event that's at uh, Gingerman Raceway. So, okay. Um, yeah, the owner of Ozarks found us at PRI, and he was like, "You guys got to get down here." And, I'm, and he's just like bad at email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and dates like uh, dates are just hard to come by right now. Just making things work. So I would love to get there someday for something. So whether it's us or you guys or somebody else, that looks like an epic place to drive. Yeah, I don't is. say epic very often. I hate the word right. epic actually. So. Noted. <laughs> guys, I, I think mean, we uh, I think we did a podcast. It sounds like it. So appreciate uh, appreciate you coming on, man. Well, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, we. It, this is actually a long one for us recently. I think. Well, and the funny <laughs> thing is, we never even got to talk about the NATO championship. So, oh yeah, to do I this again. Totally forgot to talk about that. Yeah, we might have to um, get back into this because I, yeah, I we're, got, we're, got sent out a little late this year. But uh, I think that's, dude. That's you talk about what's coming in the future. I think that's going to be a big thing. Yeah, we're we're doing awesome. a first a first stab at it, which was Global Time Attack uh, Super Lap Battle at Coda, yep. and then um, the next round will be Midwest Festival next weekend. Yeah, and then the final final round is TT Nats uh, at NCM, yep. and uh, super simplified rule set. Uh, a bunch of us just like met in the GRM booth at PRI. We're like, all right, how do we make this? Like Hayward's been pushing for this forever. And I was like, I don't know. It's gotta be simple if we're doing a first stab at it. And so we kind of settled on uh, like this tire, this tire and lower and this tire and bigger. And like, that's the main comparable, which I think is maybe kind of a good landing spot for now. No. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, maybe GRM will feature you if you win. And uh, yeah, it sounds, uh, it sounds like people are, I mean, I know a bunch of people are actually excited to be a part of it because after Super Lab Battle, some super some SLB drivers started hitting me up for Midwest Festival tickets because they, right? they saw the post about it. So, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely going to be a thing of some sort. Yeah, so. I think it's going to be. I mean, you want to talk about putting your stamp uh, somewhere in the time attack world, being able to pull off the, the NATO championship is. Like, I, like, yeah, like to be the fastest 245 uh, across those yeah. three events. Like, it's probably, that's a thing, because there's a lot of diversity in drivers across those three events. And so it'd be interesting yeah. to see how people attack that and if they go downsizing tires to run it or if they, you know, there's so many questions. I'm waiting to see how they get answered. Yeah, and then maybe we keep developing that concept for the next few years. We'll see where it exactly. goes. Exactly. Fuck on. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for your uh, thanks for your time tonight, man. Now it's probably like 5 p.m. by you, so you get the rest of your evening. It's like oh, 10 yeah, p.m. by 8. Yeah. 7 p.m. I can go get dinner now. <laughs> Hang <Yeah>. out. <laughs> cool. Well, have a great night. We'll talk to you guys soon. So. Hey, thanks for having me. 
Talk see, to you guys later. See you guys. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the Pit City Grid Live to say hello. Hello.